Heavenly Father, we thank you for February 18th. Lord, we give you our hearts, our minds. We give you this next hour, Lord God, that you will instruct us, teach us body, soul, and mind, Lord God, what inheritance belongs to us, Lord, and what we may use to the benefit of others. Help us, Lord, today in our recovery. Recovery of our inheritance, recovery of our resources, Lord. We thank you that everything was done at the cross, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you for the plunder. We take the plunder from the enemy, Lord God. All the houses, all the riches, all the gold, all the silver that belongs to the body of Christ, we claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's ours. Amen. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for our ministries. And Lord, you help those who help others. Help us to help others, Lord God, according to your word. Lord, that we may not consume it on our own lust, Lord, but move it forward, Lord. Pay it forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Leviticus chapter 6, verses 1, 7-27. It said, Then the Lord said to Moses, Suppose one of you sins against your associate and is unfaithful to the Lord. Suppose you cheat in a deal involving a security deposit or you steal or commit fraud. Or you find lost property and lie about it. Or you lie while swearing to tell the truth or you commit any other such sin. If you have sinned in any of these ways, you are guilty. You must give back whatever you stole or the money you took by extortion or the security deposit or the lost property you found or anything obtained by swearing falsely. You must make restitution by paying full price plus an additional 20%. to the person you have harmed <clears throat> on the same day you must present a guilt offering as a guilt offering to the Lord you must bring to the priest your own ram with no defects or you may buy one of equal value through this process the priest will purify you before the Lord making you right with him and you will be forgiven of any of these sins you have committed. Then the Lord said, Moses, give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the burnt offering. The burnt offering must be left on, the, on top of the altar until the next morning, and the fire, fire on the altar must be kept burning all night. In the morning, after the priest on duty has put on his official linen clothing, and linen, linen undergarments. He must clean out the ashes of the burnt offering and put them beside the altar. Then he must take off these garments, change back into his regular clothes, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a place that is ceremony, ceremonially clean. Meanwhile, the fire on the altar also, or altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offerings on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Remember the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. 
These are the instructions regarding the grain offering. Aaron's sons must present this offering to the Lord in front of the altar. The priest on duty will take from the grain offering a handful of the choice flour moistened with olive oil together with all the frankincense. He will burn this representative portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons may eat the rest of the flour, but... It must be baked without yeast and eaten in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Remember, it must never be prepared with yeast. I have given it to the priests as their share of the special gifts presented to me. Like the sin offering and the guilt offering, it is most holy. Any of Aaron's male descendants may eat from the special gifts presented to the Lord. This is their permanent right from generation to generation. Anyone or anything that touches these offerings will become holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, On the day Aaron and his sons are anointed, they must present to the Lord a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour have to be offered in the morning and have to be offered in the evening. It must be carefully mixed with olive oil and cooked on a griddle. Then slice this grain offering and present it as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In each generation, the high priest who succeeds Aaron must prepare this same offering. It bring, belongs to the Lord and must be burned up completely. This is a permanent law. All such grain offerings of a priest must be burned up entirely. None of it may be eaten. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the sin offering. The animal given as an offering for sin is, mostly, is a most holy offering and it, it must be slaughtered in the Lord's presence at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. The priest who offers a sacrifice as a sin offering must eat his portion in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Anyone or anything that touches the sacred, sacrificial meat will become holy. If any of the sacrificial blood splatters on a person's clothing, the soiled garment must be washed in a sacred place. If a clay pot is issued to boil the sacrificial meat, it must be then broken. If a broken, if a bronze pot is used, it must be scoured and thoroughly rinsed with water. Any male from a priest family may eat from this offering. It is most holy. But the offering for sin may not be eaten if its blood was brought into the tabernacle as an offering for purification. In the holy place, it must be completely burned with fire. There are instructions for the guilt offering. It is most holy. The animal sacrificed as a guilt offering must be slaughtered at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered and its blood must be splattered against all sides of the altar. 
The priest will then offer all of its fat on the altar, including the fat of the broad tail, the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. These are to be removed with the kidneys, and the priest will burn them on the altar on a special gift presented by the Lord, presented to the Lord. This is the guilt offering. Any male from a priest's family may eat the meal. It must be eaten in a sacred place, for it is most holy. The same instruction of Instructions apply to both the guilt offering and the sin offering. Both belong to the priest who uses them to purify someone, making that person right with the Lord. In the case of the burnt offering, the priest may keep may keep the hide of the sacrificial animal, any grain offering that has been baked in an oven, prepared in a pan, or cooked on a griddle, belongs to the priest whoever presents it. All other grain offerings, whether made of dry flour or flour moistened with olive oil, are to be shared equally among all the priests, the descendants of Aaron. These are the ingredients regarding the different kinds of peace offerings that may be presented to the Lord. If you present your peace offering as an expression of thanksgiving, The usual animal sacrifice must be accompanied by various kinds of bread made without yeast. Thin cakes mixed with olive oil, wafers spread with oil, and cakes made of choice flour mixed with the olive oil. This peace offering of thanksgiving must also be accompanied by loaves of bread made with yeast. One of each kind of bread must be presented as a gift to the Lord. The Lord, okay, it will be, it will then belong to the priest who splatters the blood of the peace offering against the altar. The meat of the peace offering of thanksgiving must be eaten on the same day it's offered. None of it may be saved for the next morning. If you bring an offering to fulfill a vow as a voluntary offering, the meat must be eaten on the same day that the sacrifice is offered, but whatever is left over may be eaten on the second day okay Um, any meat left over until the third day must be completely burned up if any of the meat from the peace offering is eaten on the third day the person who presented it will not be accepted by the Lord you will receive no credit for offering it by then the meat will be contaminated. If you eat it, you will be punished for your sin. Meat that touches anything ceremonially unclean may not be eaten. It must be completely burned up. The rest of the meat may be eaten, but only by people who are ceremonially clean. If you are ceremonially unclean and you eat meat from a peace offering that was presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. If you touch anything that is unclean, whether it is human defilement or an unclean animal or any other unclean detestable thing, and then eat meat from a peace offering presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. 
You must never eat fat, whether from cattle, sheep, or goats. The fat of an animal found dead or torn to pieces by wild animals must never be eaten, though it may be used for any other purpose. Anyone who eats fat from an animal presented as a special gift to the Lord will be cut off from the community. No matter where you live, you must never consume the blood of any bird or animal. Anyone who consumes blood will be cut off from the community. Amen. Very good, girl. That was a lot of reading. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to read the commentary. Okay. Because, uh, thank you, yeah. Uh, today, I'm just going to read the bottom portion. Today, God's fire is presented in each believer's life. He lights the fire when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. And he who tends to it is that we will grow in grace as we walk with him. When we know that God lives in us, we can confidently approach him for forgiving and restoration. Forgiveness. We can carry out our work in the strength and enthusiasm of God's spirit. Constant fire that he lights. Amen. He lights the fire. Just like God initiated the first lit it and he told her to keep putting the wood. We go ahead and start a commentary now on this because it's fresh on my yeah. mind. Okay. The other was is the, um, you know, the Holy Spirit. We keep feeding the Holy Spirit with reading the New Testament and prayer and, and 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 hooking ourselves up with heaven early in the morning. We keep the Holy Spirit or our hope alive. We don't let it dwindle, the spirit man. Mm, amen, yeah. And uh, that keeps you nice and um, believing the, the Word of God. Yeah, believing in His mercy, believing on His, his grace. return. On returning, we got to yes. keep those things up in the yeah, air. Yeah, they got to be. That keeps our hope alive. You know, um, stay in believing uh, as we go out through the day. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. And and as situations pop up, you know, you you stand on the word of God, that is the truth, overriding what you're going through. You know, to help you see the blessing at the end of whatever problem you encounter. Uh, it's nice when you speak the Holy Spirit tells me other things he just told me right now that uh, remember when Jesus said it's not what goes in that contaminates a person mm. but what comes out mm. Mm. Yeah. and what goes in in a person are words, imaginations visions that what goes in <clears throat> and it's what you vision out and speak out is what contaminates you but bad, a bad vision of destruction or, or uncertain or uh, sin comes in you know I, just looking at all these the offerings mm -hmm. and how many and how the the ritual consistency and the, what they were offering and the instructions that were so precise it's like thank God for the new covenant you mm -hmm. know <laughs> Fernando go get a ram so you can take care of the now, now you know why those guys were so ticked when they saw Jesus yeah <laughs> we're yeah. doing all this you're gonna tell us it's gonna be easy? easy. Yeah. You're gonna take all this. I mean, they should have been rejoicing. Have at least you know yeah. love them. Yeah. You know this is great. Yeah. <laughs> the final lamb is here. Yeah. All the promises. You know, and it's all about really your comfort level to change, change 
your old beliefs into the New Testament beliefs. They couldn't you know? believe themselves into an yeah. easier, softer way. Right. That I'm, I'm a forgiven people is not easy for people to believe. You know, yeah, but so, yeah. that's why the Word of God and hearing the Word of God will give you the faith to receive your freedom. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if if they had to, if the if priest was arranging these things at the altar, you know, it said in here that he would arrange the fat so that he can, um, you know, for the for the sin offering, I think it was, I, I guess, or the guilt offering, um, each morning the priest would add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offerings on it. Okay, how many of those did he have to arrange? Because there was a lot of people there. And that's a lot of stuff that people have to bring. So that's a lot for a priest to have to deal with every day. You know, people are bringing, yeah. Early in the day, early at night. No wonder they, you know, um, and what about the wood? No wonder I used to see today, and you see there's no trees in that area. But at one time, it must have been full of forests. But to continue to burn like this, you require a lot of wood. Yeah. And then the people have to heat up their homes with wood. Yeah, uh-huh. So where was the wood coming from? You know, that the wonder there's there's no trees growing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it's it, been 2,000 years now, but I guess they yeah. didn't replant uh, trees. Yeah, but, and you see this, this, this continued effort to get rid of the, the guilt and to have the peace offering and to do the, the grain offering, all these things that meant something. The instructions are so precise that... Um, you know, no wonder the law was meant to bring man to the end of the self. Say, I can't do this all the time. How am I going to forever have this many rams or whatever at the altars? And it's just a day in, day out ritual that, that you know, you get tired of the same old, same old. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Really, you know. And for us, uh, well, for us it would be... Uh, Woe unto them, Jesus said, that, that offenses work their way through. That we let our imagination hate someone or, or, or you know. Because you can't stop offenses from coming. You can't stop wicked imaginations from seeing them or hearing or hearing words. But woe to the one who repeats them. Yeah. Is how we respond is the woe there. Mm. How we rightly use our, our uh, discipline and our imagination into... Like Kevin Costner said, you know, it's it's my second response, third response that I'm judged uh-huh. on. Mm. That's where I'm responsible. Mm. Not the first one that comes into my mind. Right. You know, you're right about the wood. I was just reading here. I analyzed it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. You know, it's just to me, it's like a, a, an example of the light of Jesus never goes out. You know, we can always count on light in a dark place. Through the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit, yeah. Uh-huh. That, yeah, and it, reiter- it reiterates up here, too, about the 20%. If you if something was taken from you, that it must be restored back to you, tw- you're a gainer. We remember that, you know, when something's taken from us, that w- there will be a gain for it. We will gain from the, the situation. God will restore that you know, with quality or quantity. And um, that was interesting. The other thing I thought is, I see that the, the priests are getting taken care of in all this thing. They could go ahead and take from this. This is theirs. 
So they always had what they needed, you know, from these offerings that came in. So it's kind of like in this in this time, our priests and our pastors that work hard at the Word of God to feed the people deserve an offering too. You know, it's not that the church wants to take money. It's that the church is needs to advance the kingdom. And the only way to do that is by the offerings that come forth. Yeah. Amen. Let me go ahead and read the New Testament. Okay. Uh, this is going to be really interesting. The book of Mark, mm -hmm. chapter 3. Let me read the, uh, since we're studying Bible, Mark, chapter, we're going to read Mark 3, chapter 3, verses 7 to 30. And we're going to concentrate on verses 20 to 21. It says here, With the crowds pressing in on Jesus, Jesus didn't even take time to eat because of this. His friends and family came to take charge of him. Mark 3, 31 and 32. Thinking he had gone over the edge as a religious fanatic, they were concerned for him. But they missed the point of his ministry. Even those who were close to Jesus were slow to understand that he was and what he had come to do. Maybe your family doesn't understand your faith. Maybe they're trying to talk sense into you. Maybe they are genuinely concerned about the choice you made. Their concerns might provide you a good opportunity to explain your faith to them. But instead of trying to convince them of anything, tell them what you become convinced of and why. Ask them questions too, listening to their concerns. Let the conflict become a conversation. Amen. That's very well understood because good-hearted people are compassionately wrong. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. Uh, Jesus went out to the to the lake with his disciples, and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from the east of the Jordan, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Wow. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. Wow. He had healed many people that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw themselves to the ground in front of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God! But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Afterwards, Jesus went up the mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him and they came to him then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles they were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach give them authority to cast out demons these are the 12 he chose simon which he knew he named peter james and john the sons of zebedee but jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Ephesus, Thaddeus, Simon the Selot, and Judas Iscariot, the one that later betrayed him. One time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. 
He's out of his mind, they said. But the teacher of religious law who had arrived, teachers from Jerusalem, said, He's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan? He asked. A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is, div is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. I tell you the truth. All sin and blasphemy can be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemies the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a, a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying he possessed by an evil spirit. Wow. <clears throat> oh, there's a lot there, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, the commentary on... Uh, uh, the new teaching... The commentary... Well, I would say that because the Holy Spirit is in our imagination now, you know, and he speaks with love like a little child, we have to treat him with tenderness, which is he's in our imagination. He's in our system. If we treat him with vulgar and judging others or judging the own thoughts that are coming from the Holy Spirit, uh, that would be blasphemous. Because it's the Godhead that's living inside of our yeah. to help us think about Jesus. Yeah, and I think that we we talked about this not too long ago that blaspheming the Holy Spirit is not believing, right? That's mm. the blasphemy of it all. Yeah, the thoughts that the, He's bringing out. One of that you can say, how can I be compassionate to that person? I'm not going to have enough. You know, and the Holy, and you can tell that the Holy Spirit is is asking you to be compassionate. And how many times have we missed it in that area of giving to somebody what they need? Um, I think that's just missing the mark, though. But, yeah, but He's still prompting us. Yeah, if He if He's always going to guide us and and. What's well, another thing the Holy Spirit does? Uh, don't buy this. Don't right. sign this right. this lease. But that I don't think that's blasphemy. You're still saved. Yes, yes. Because it says you'll never be forgiven. But what is the start to not listening to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Not we, being we should listen to the promptings. That's that's true. But we are forgiven when we miss the mark. Yes, kind yes, of yes. Yeah, we won't lose our salvation. Right. That's. Um, I mean, for for the Pharisees to say he must be Satan because he's casting out Satan or whatever. Well, he, he, you know, that is bad. Well, you know, that's good. You just made me think about uh, John 16 where he says the Holy Spirit comes and convicts them of their righteousness. That they don't believe in Jesus. Right. Also they the do. other conviction is that a righteous person has made it to heaven Amen. without sin. And the world. And he was righteous and uh, he made an opening. He made a way to go in. You know, I mean, in other words, the, the truth of, of Jesus is there. It's evident. He's probably talking about salvation right there. Yeah. We're taking a look at Right, unbelief. 
you know, there is no God. You know, people are probably no, doing no, that right not, now in the world. Those people are not saved that he's talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. They're doing that right now in the world. Oh, so they claim he, you know. he claimed that the, his his spirit was uh, his spirit was Satan's spirit, and Satan. You know, I don't understand that. And Satan's uh, was was to have the people contaminated. In other words, he said, if if I was in, in Satan, I would be putting demons in you the other way around. Right. I'll be, yeah, why? You know, can, how can I cast Satan out? I mean, yeah, if I'm, in, uh, if, if I'm, you know, part of Satan's kingdom, how do I cast him out? That doesn't make sense, and it doesn't. No, there's no power in it. It does not make but sense. When I come, a greater one binds him mm-hmm. and plunders his house. I like right, that. I like that part. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it just goes to show you that even in today's uh, churches, you know, people don't believe in this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, the the speaking in tongues. The healing miracles, those things. I'm sure that's true, but you know, but there's a lot of us that do believe in it. Yeah, but I'm not saying all. I'm just saying that you know, they people say that people do the tongues is of the devil. You're just saying. I'm using a general example. <laughs> so you know, they say speaking in tongues is from the devil. And a lot of you know, things. it's not. You know, there's read so your much, Bible. There's so much division. Yeah. So. Um, and, and that's true. A house divided, a kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. You know, we we have, you know, these, what we're seeing right now is, is a lot of uprising in the people, in the government right now, because of the government that, you know, I, I, the Lord has it to... hasn't changed in 2,000 years, huh? Okay, baby, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Most asked questions. One of the core purposes of Mark's gospel is to help us, the readers, understand and accept the call to take up their cross and follow Jesus. This call is addressed not only to those who would be Jesus' apostles, but to all who desire to follow him, Mark 8.34. For some of the call to some. For some, the call to discipleship is very hard, but God provides grace, Mark 10, 24, 27. Others find it easy to respond to Jesus' call, Mark Amen. 2, 14, and 15. For everyone, following Jesus requires a total commitment to turn from selfish ways, Mark 8, 34, 35. Taking up one's cross is a metaphor for giving up one's life to follow Jesus even to death. And as illustrated by Jesus' crucifixion, for example, Peter, Andrew, James, and John left their homes and their sources of income to follow Jesus. For a rich man turning from his selfish ways requires selling all he had and giving the proceeds to the poor. Following Jesus also means being identified with him without being ashamed and being faithful to Jesus and his teachings, Mark 8.38. It requires removing anything that would interfere with following Jesus, regardless of how painful, painfully doing it might be. Mark 9, 43-48. It requires entrusting one's life entirely to Jesus. Mark 5, 34. And repenting of sin. Mark 6, 12. It even requires putting loyalty to Jesus above loyalty to one's father and mother. Matthew 10, 37. Jesus explicitly commanded his disciples to proclaim his message, Matthew 28, 18 and 20. Jesus and the apostles 
Through their teaching and examples, call Jesus' followers to proclaim the good news wherever they may be. See Mark 4.20, Romans 10, 14 and 15, Colossians 1.23. Alongside Jesus' demands for discipleship are the rewards of following Jesus. Those who follow Jesus are promised entrance into the kingdom of God. They receive his forgiveness for their sins and they become members of the family of God. They are saved from judgment and obtain eternal life. And the scripture says that we will be given a hundred times what we have left. Amen. Jesus, in his, in, in, his, in his compassion and his love, he said that. He said, in this lifetime, if you have... Uh, so, yeah, amen. So, you know, we, we want our benefits and take from the... And, and be strong... You see, you only can be saved once. We're already saved, so we go out and do the works of Jesus. Mm, you know, and we're and we're supplied. God helps those who yeah. help others to be supplied. I had another thought. Go ahead, Doc. Maybe I'll come back. Yeah. Um, where did I underline it? Yeah. Uh, it says here, when he took the apostles with him, he selected the apostles. It says uh, in thirteen. Um, Called them all by name. Yeah, he said they were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach. There you go. Giving them authority mm. to cast out demons. Amen. Okay, giving them the authority. We have that authority today. He's given it to us. we got to exercise it in times where the enemy wants to come in and devour our, our people, our families, our, our homes, and so forth. But... Um, it's one thing I found interesting is at the beginning this is a large uh, crowd followed him. Okay, they came from all over. It and was a, it was a panaceum, whatever you call it. Pandemonium. Almost like a genocide. They were all coming down to get say, trying to touch him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, we really got to read into these things. Yeah, it says because the news about his miracles had spread far and wide. Listen, mm-hmm. there's no CNN on these in these times. Word of mouth. There's no Fox, CNN, you know, and um, it says, and white, and vast numbers of people came to see him. And this is a celebrity, you know, not what we see today, but this is a vast, large crowd coming to, to see him. But I like, I hadn't read this before. It says, Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. Well, not yeah. That was a huge he crowd. was in the middle of the crowd, and they're right. yeah, crush him. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were all pushing him against and trying to get to him. Right. Like a panic, like right. panic game. He had healed many people that day. Healed many that day, not one or two, many. Okay. So all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to For touch him. Yeah, and I think what we're we're about we to see. We would have done the same, huh? Yeah, I think we're about to see. Like, um, I was going to get to Mark chapter 5 with the woman of the issue of blood that pushes her way through, you know, to, to okay, get her that's, healing. That's yeah. But, um, you know, these people knew his power. It's amazing to me. And then, it, and this is interesting. He didn't have to, you know, the evil spirit just bowed down to him. Because it says here, uh, and whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking. The spirits. That'd be would, like you and I going. The spirits would. The spirits yeah. had control over them. Yeah, you know, 
maybe we're going to see some more of that in our day, you know, mm-hmm. with the signs and wonders of God and um, the anointing that that's going to break yokes of people who are possessed by evil spirits. But it's it says you are they recognize him. You're the Son of God, but Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Wow, that's interesting. Let me see that in Mark in the Good News translation which is a simple that's why I like it because it's so awesome we love the word of God Amen. I forgot what I'm looking for. Well, it's interesting too. As you, you know, after it says, one time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. And that's what you were reading earlier about. Sometimes family will, you know, their faith isn't on the same level of your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll say that we're a little bit out there. Thank God we're a little bit out there. Amen. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, let me go ahead and read the Psalms. Okay. I, have, I have it in Spanish. And Psalms 37, 111. Psalm 37, calm your anxious heart. Let this song command shape. Command, shape your moments of prayer today. Amen. 1 through 11. Don't worry about the wicked. Don't envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Thrust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take the light in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice of your cause will shine like noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about the wicked schemes, their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who thrust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. Amen. Amen. Psalms 10, 3 and 4. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but it refuses to satisfy the cravings of the wicked. Wow. That's Proverbs, Proverbs 10. 10, 3 and 4. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. You know, it's amazing. He doesn't even let us go. It says he's going to, he's, he, then he tells us we've got to work 
<laughs> it gives us a promise and then a condition. But the, be the beauty is, is that we can believe this scripture now. And the more we believe this, the less. Because right here it goes, the, uh, the wicked will never be satisfied. They will always be craving. That's their curse. Mm. Okay? They will always mm. want, you know, you find people that they're always yeah. craving. They're not. They're never content. Right. Never satisfied. Okay? So, he, and he goes over again in his thought process. Don't worry. Start with the wicked. And then he gives us all the benefits. Then again, don't worry about the wicked. They'll be like, you know. And then he tells us again, stop being angry. Uh, the, and then he says, for the wicked will be destroyed, soon the wicked mm -hmm. will disappear, the lowly will possess, and he keeps telling us that we're going to possess yeah. the land and prosper and be in peace. Yeah, you know that. Possess the land, prosper and be in peace. Mm -hmm. Probably in the millennium when Jesus comes back, we're going to have it, but we can have it here now today too. We can claim it. And tell me, how, how you get your desires, your heart's desires, we delight in the Lord by mm. praising and worship Him. Amen. And he will, he will give you in turn our heart's desires. So our job is to put, through hard work, desires are birth. Through hard work. Mm. You know, it is. It, uh, you know, to stay in the Word, to, do, to pray, to declare, to That's stand work. on the Word, is, is keep your belief in order, you know. Listen to the word to increase your 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 faith. Um, takes time, and what happens today in, in this day and age? You know, your mom, your dad, you're going to work. Your kids are going to school. They're involved in soccer. You know, somebody gets sick. All these distractions. You know, we gotta we gotta put the Lord first. We gotta delight in Him and His capabilities, so that that day will go a lot smoother. The grace for today is supplied to go forward with ease. And, um, you know, what happens is, and I found that when I put the Lord first, my day is more efficient. You know, I get the things done I want to get done. You know, I don't have stress running around. Um, I've got some joy happening. Um, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it takes time. And, and if people see that time, it's like, you know, you can you can declare on the way to work. You can pray on the way to work. We you do. Know? Amen. You can you can pray by the dish when you're doing dishes. You know, but you know we got to guard our heart that the enemy and the thoughts don't come in, making you discouraged in despair. That you you have so much to do. You know, there's always going to be so much to do. That's what I learned in my life anyway, especially at work. There was always something some project, some problem to solve, you know, some employee that needed to be coached, you know, some customer that was pulling on you, your manager, everybody begins to pull on you. And I have to admit, I don't miss that in the workplace anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, in Psalms 37, verse 7, um, it says to wait on the Lord for him to act, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. That's about the hardest thing because other places it says be brave mm -hmm. and wait. How can you be brave and wait? <laughs> be brave and wait. But here in the Spanish it says repose in the Lord. Take a repose. Rest. Rest. You know, Rest. Re, you know reposition yourself. Mm -hmm. Repose or get, or get a refresh. And it says and wait with patience for him to manifest. Mm. 
Okay. Wait for him, for him to mm -hmm. manifest. Mm -hmm. You know, manifest is like, wait for the miracle to happen. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. If you're yeah. re reposing in the Lord, you're being thankful. You're being grateful. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you're at peace. You're at peace. You're at peace. You're not trying to do it on your own strength. So if we're waiting for him to manifest, then there's another current, another power that that uh, we benefit from, and the power is a manifestation. It says we have to, we we got. We got to manifest the Lord in these situations. Amen, amen. You know, and that it only comes through what, reposing in the Lord or, or resting, being still amen. in the presence. It says right here the presence of the Lord. So we have to claim His presence, bring Him down with with pace and worship. It it would behoove us right now for us to wait patiently for Him with all these words that we have said, just to 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 soak. In the Lord and His presence. Yeah, it's a, for it's strength, for ideas, be ready with pen and pencil to write these things down. And you know, when it really, it's it's like when you when you know the grace of God and you know it's not your own self efforts or your works. You know the the one part He does tell tell us in the Word is to labor to get into the rest of the Lord. So. We have to make that a, um, you know, when a problem comes, oh, time to rest. You know, time to rest in the well, presence that's a great of idea. the Time to rest in the presence of the Lord. You know, don't let that situation scoop you up and, and, and take over your day. Um, this is something I'm learning, you know, um, and I like what I've heard before. It's just rest so that he can manifest, you know, which is what the word is saying here. You know, but it's interesting how throughout the Bible in the Psalms and the Proverbs it speaks of the wicked. And um, it speaks to the fact that they're going to get their time. Don't worry about it. You know, because a lot of us can tend to look at, hey, look at that person. They don't go to church. They don't do this. They don't do that. They, cut, they are doing all the things that the wicked people do. And living a life that's, you know, not pleasing to the Lord. Um even believing there is no God, that they, they believe those kind of things. But you see that taking place and they're getting their, the blessing, you know, um, over them. Not, not the blessing over them, but they're just prospering, prospering. And, and what we can say to that is, look, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. <laughs> they can be heaping. The Bible says they can heap all this wealth. But it's not going to be theirs. It's going to be coming to the hands of the righteousness for the kingdom of God, for the for the glory of God, to see that we are a blessed people. And I think in Isaiah it says so that they can see the glory of the Lord on us. But for the advancement of the kingdom, to bring as many people as we can in. Amen. So we believe there's a great God. Amen. And, and the promise is that we will live peaceful okay that's that's one of the problems and once we get peace then then instructions and and and, and enthusiasm to work will come in the right things right mm -hmm. in other words our our faith and our and our souls will be revived not only with that but with instructions and and uh, a proper mannerism and how to how to go at it at our work so we can produce Amen. Amen. So, you know, just keep on do, uh, doing what we're doing. You know, uh, 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Amen to that. Praise God. Thank you, Heavenly yeah. Father God, for today's teaching. We rejoice. And thank you, Lord, that we're back with your your word and your reading. Amen. We follow the dictates of the Holy Spirit, and we wait upon you to act, Lord, to act on our behalf, yeah. to manifest yourself, Lord. We thank you for our desires, Lord, the joys of our hearts, Lord. Amen. And we just... We don't fret and people out there prospering, Lord God. Amen. We just relax in the Lord. And we Amen. thank you for these promises, Lord. We rejoice in your word, in the promise, yeah. in your coming, in your mercy, Lord, Amen. that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. The, Amen. Lord, the Lord wants to increase us more and more, us and our children. That's what we, we can believe. Amen. You know, it is going to come. It's, we are going to increase. Amen. We are increasing. Because the word God says so. Every year we're better and better. Amen. Amen. Increasing in our ministry. Every day. In every way. We're, we're more youthful. Our souls are youthful. prospering. Even in our health is prospering. Amen. That's our request. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for February 18th. Lord, we give you our hearts, our minds. We give you this next hour, Lord God, that you will instruct us, teach us body, soul, and mind, Lord God. What inheritance belongs to us, Lord, and what we may use to the benefit of others. Help us, Lord, today in our recovery. Recovery of our inheritance, recovery of our resources, Lord. We thank you that everything was done at the cross, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you for the plunder. We take the plunder from the enemy, Lord God. All the houses, all the riches, all the gold, all the silver that belongs to the body of Christ, we claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's ours. Amen. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you for our ministries. And Lord, you help those who help others. Help us to help others, Lord God, according to your word. Lord, that we may not consume it on our own lust, Lord, but move it forward, Lord. Pay it forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Leviticus chapter 6, verses 1 to 7, 27. It said, Then the Lord said to Moses, Suppose one of you sins against your associate and is unfaithful to the Lord. Suppose you cheat in a deal involving a security deposit or you steal or commit fraud. Or you find lost property and lie about it. Or you lie while swearing to tell the truth, or you commit any other such sin. If you have sinned in any of these ways, you are guilty. You must give back whatever you stole, or the money you took by extortion, or the security deposit, or the lost property you found, or anything obtained by swearing falsely. You must make restitution by paying full price plus an additional 20% to the person you have harmed. <clears throat> On the same day, you must present a guilt offering as a guilt offering to the Lord. You must bring to the priest your own ram with no defects, or you may buy one of equal value through this process. The priest will purify you before the Lord, making you right with him, and you will be forgiven of any of these sins you have committed. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the burnt offering. The burnt offering must be left on the on top of the altar until the next morning, and the fire, fire on the altar must be kept burning all night. In the morning, after the priest on duty has put on his official linen clothing and linen, linen undergarments, he must clean out the ashes of the burnt offering and put them beside the altar. Then he must take off these garments, change back into his regular clothes, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a place that is ceremony, ceremonially clean. Meanwhile, the fire on the altar also or altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offerings on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. These are the instructions regarding the grain offering. Aaron's sons must present this offering to the Lord in front of the altar. The priest on duty will take from the grain offering a handful of the choice flour moistened with olive oil together with all the frankincense. He will burn this representative portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons may eat the rest of the flour, but... It must be baked without yeast and eaten in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Remember, it must never be prepared with yeast. I have given it to the priests as their share of the special gifts presented to me. Like the sin offering and the guilt offering, it is most holy. Any of Aaron's male descendants may eat from the special gifts presented to the Lord. This is their permanent right from generation to generation. Anyone or anything that touches these offerings will become holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, On the day Aaron and his sons are anointed, they must present to the Lord a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour have to be offered in the morning and have to be offered in the evening. It must be carefully mixed with olive oil and cooked on a griddle. Then slice this grain offering and present it as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In each generation, the high priest who succeeds Aaron must prepare this same offering. It bring, belongs to the Lord and must be burned up completely. This is a permanent law. All such grain offerings of a priest must be burned up entirely. None of it may be eaten. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the sin offering. The animal given as an offering for sin is, mostly, is a most holy offering and it, it must be slaughtered in the Lord's presence at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. The priest who offers a sacrifice as a sin offering must eat his portion in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. 
Anyone or anything that touches the sacrificial meat will become holy. If any of the sacrificial blood splatters on a person's clothing, the soiled garment must be washed in a sacred place. If a clay pot is issued to boil the sacrificial meat, it must be then broken. If a broken if a bronze pot is used, it must be scoured and thoroughly rinsed with water. Any male from a priest family may eat from this offering. It is most holy. But the offering for sin may not be eaten if its blood was brought into the tabernacle as an offering for purification. In the holy place, it must be completely burned with fire. There are instructions for the guilt offering. It is most holy. The animal sacrificed as a guilt offering must be slaughtered at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered and its blood must be splattered against all sides of the altar. The priest will then offer all of its fat on the altar including the fat of the broad tail, the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. These are to be removed with the kidneys, and the priest will burn them on the altar on a special gift presented by the Lord, presented to the Lord. This is the guilt offering. Any meal from a priest's family may eat the meal. It must be eaten in a sacred place, for it is most holy. The same instruction of, instructions apply to both the guilt offering and the sin offering. Both belong to the priest who uses them to purify someone making that person right with the Lord. In the case of the burnt offering, the priest may keep, may keep the hide of the sacrificial animal, any grain offering that has been baked in an oven, prepared in a pan, or cooked on a griddle, belongs to the priest, whoever presents it. All other grain offerings, whether made of dry flour or flour moistened with olive oil, are to be shared equally among all the priests. The descendants of Aaron. These are the ingredients regarding the different kinds of peace offerings that may be presented to the Lord. If you present your peace offering as an expression of thanksgiving, the usual animal sacrifice must be accompanied by various kinds of bread made without yeast, then cakes mixed with olive oil, wafers spread with oil and cakes made of choice flour mixed with the olive oil. This peace offering of thanksgiving must also be accompanied by loaves of bread made with yeast. One of each kind of bread must be presented as a gift to the Lord. The Lord, okay, it will, be, it will then belong to the priest who splatters the blood of the peace offering against the altar. The meat of the peace offering of thanksgiving must be eaten on the same day it's offered. None of it may be saved for the next morning. If you bring an offering to fulfill a vow as a voluntary offering, the meat must be eaten on the same day that the sacrifice is offered, but whatever is left over may be eaten on the second day. Okay. 
Um, any meat left over until the third day must be completely burned up. If any of the meat from the peace offering is eaten on the third day, the person who presented it will not be accepted by the Lord. You will receive no credit for offering it. By then the meat will be contaminated. If you eat it, you will be punished for your sin. Meat that touches anything ceremonially unclean may not be eaten. It must be completely burned up. The rest of the meat may be eaten, but only by people who are ceremonially clean. If you are ceremonially unclean and you eat meat from a peace offering that was presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. If you touch anything that is unclean, whether it is human defilement or an unclean animal or any other unclean detestable thing, and then eat meat from a peace offering presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. You must never eat fat, whether from cattle, sheep, or goats. The fat of an animal found dead or torn to pieces by wild animals must never be eaten, though it may be used for any other purpose. Anyone who eats fat from an animal presented as a special gift to the Lord will be cut off from the community. No matter where you live, you must never consume the blood of any bird or animal. Anyone who consumes blood will be cut off from the community. Amen. Very good, girl. That was a lot of reading. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to read the commentary okay. because... Uh, thank you, yeah. Uh, today, I'm just going to read the bottom portion. Today, God's fire is presented in each believer's life. He lights the fire when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. And he who tends to it is that we will grow in grace as we walk with him. When we know that God lives in us, we can confidently approach Him for forgiving and restoration. Forgiveness. We can carry out our work in the strength and enthusiasm of God's Spirit. Constant fire that He lights. Amen. He lights the fire. Just like God initiated the first lit it and He told us to keep putting the wood. We go ahead and start a commentary now on this because it's fresh on my yeah. mind. Okay. The other was is the, um, you know, the Holy Spirit. We keep feeding the Holy Spirit with reading the New Testament and prayer and and and, and hooking ourselves up with heaven early in the morning. We keep the Holy Spirit or our hope alive. We don't let it dwindle. The Spirit Man. Amen. Yeah. And uh, that keeps you nice and um, believing the, the Word of God. Is yeah, believing in His mercy, believing on His, his grace. return. On returning, we've got yes. to keep those things up in the yeah, air. Yeah, they got to be. That keeps our hope alive. You know, um, stay in believing uh, as we go out through the day. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. And, and and as situations pop up, you know, you you stand on the word of God, that is the truth, overriding what you're going through. You know, to help you see the blessing at the end of whatever problem you encounter. Uh, it's nice when you speak the Holy Spirit tells me other things he just told me right now that uh, remember when Jesus said it's not what goes in that contaminates a person mm. but what comes out mm. and, yeah. and what goes in in a person are words, imaginations visions that what goes in 
<clears throat> and it's what you vision out and speak out is what contaminates you. But bad, a bad vision of destruction or or, uncertain, or uh, <clears throat> sin comes in. You know, I, just looking at all these the offerings mm-hmm. and how many and the the ritual consistency and the, what they were offering and the instructions that were so precise. It's like, thank God for the new covenant, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fernando, go get a ram so you can take care of the now, now you know why those guys were so ticked when they saw Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. doing all this work yeah, and everything. Yeah, this is their work. They didn't want and to get you're going to tell us it's going to be easy? easy? Yeah. you got to take all this. I mean, they should have been rejoicing, have at least, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. You know, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> the final lamb is here. Yeah. All the promises. You know, and it's all about really your comfort level to change change your old beliefs into the New Testament beliefs. They couldn't you know? believe themselves into an yeah. easier, softer way. Right. That I'm, I'm a forgiven people is not easy for people to believe. You know, yeah, But so, yeah. that's why the Word of God and hearing the Word of God will give you the faith to receive your freedom. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if if they had to, if the if priest was arranging these things at the altar... You know, it said in here that he would arrange the fat so that he can, um, you know, for the for the sin offering, I think it was, I, I guess, or the guilt offering. Um, each morning the priest would add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offerings on it. Okay, how many of those did he have to arrange? Because there was a lot of people there, and that's a lot of stuff that people have to bring. So... That's a lot for a priest to have to deal with every day. You know, people Burning are bringing, point, yeah. Early in day, early at night. No wonder they, you know, um, and what about the wood? No wonder what I used to see today, and you see there's no trees in that area. But at one time, it must be full of force. But to continue to burn like this, you require a lot of wood. Yeah. And then the people have to heat up their homes with wood. Yeah, uh-huh. So where was the wood coming from? You know that the wonder there's there's no trees growing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it's it, been two thousand years now, but I guess they yeah. didn't replant uh, trees. Yeah, but, and you see this 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 continued effort to get rid of the the guilt and to have the peace offering and to do the the grain offering, all these things that meant something. The instructions are so precise that um, you know no wonder the law was meant. To bring man to the end of the self. Say, I can't do this all the time. How am I going to forever have this many rams or whatever at the altars? And it's just a day in, day out ritual that, that you know, you get tired of the same old, same old. Amen. Amen. Really, you know. And for us, uh, well, for us it would be uh, woe unto them, Jesus said, that, that offenses work their way through. That we let our imagination hate someone or, or, or you know, because you can't stop offenses from coming. You can't stop wicked imaginations from seeing them or hearing or hearing words. But woe to the one who repeats them yeah. is how we respond is the woe there. Yeah. How we rightly use our, our uh, discipline and our imagination into, like Kevin Costner said, you know, it's it's my second response, third response that I'm judged uh-huh. on. Mm. That's where I'm responsible. Mm. Not the first one that comes into my mind. Right. 
You know, you're right about the wood. I was just reading here. I analyzed it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. You know, it's just to me, it's like a, a, an example of the light of Jesus never goes out. You know, we can always count on light in a dark place. Through the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit, out. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and it reiter- it reiterates up here too about the twenty percent. If you if something was taken from you, that it must be restored back to you. Tw- you're a gainer. We remember that you know when something's taken from us, that w- there will be a gain for it. We will gain from the the situation. God will restore that. You know, with quality or quantity, and um, that was interesting. The other thing I thought is I see that the the priests are getting taken care of in all this thing. They go ahead and take from this. This is theirs. So they always had what they needed, you know, from these offerings that came in. So it's kind of like in this in this time, our priests and our pastors that work hard at the Word of God to feed the people deserve an offering too. You know, it's not that the church wants to take money. It's that the church is needs to advance the kingdom. And the only way to do that is by the offerings that come forth. Yeah. Amen. Let me go ahead and read the New Testament. Okay. Uh, this is going to be really interesting. The book of Mark, mm-hmm. chapter 3. Let me read the, uh, since we're studying Bible on Mark, chapter, we're going to read Mark 3, chapter 3, verses 7 to 30. And we're going to concentrate on verses 20 to 21. It says here, with the crowds pressing in on Jesus, Jesus didn't even take time to eat because of this. His friends and family came to take charge of him. Mark 3, 31 and 32. Thinking he had gone over the edge as a religious fanatic, they were concerned for him. But they missed the point of his ministry. Even those who were close to Jesus were slow to understand that he was and what he had come to do. Maybe your family doesn't understand your faith. Maybe they're trying to talk sense into you. Maybe they are genuinely concerned about the choice you made. Their concerns might provide you a good opportunity to explain your faith to them. But instead of trying to convince them of anything, tell them what you become convinced of and why. Ask them questions to listening to their concerns let the conflict become a conversation. Amen. That's very well understood because good-hearted people are compassionately wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Uh, Jesus went out to the to the lake with his disciples, and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from the east of the Jordan, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Wow. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. Wow. He had healed many people that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw themselves to the ground in front of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God. But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. 
Afterwards, Jesus went up the mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach, give them authority to cast out demons. These are the twelve he chose, Simon, which he, knew, he named Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. But Jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Ephesus, Thaddeus, Simon the Selot, and Judas Iscariot, the one that later betrayed him. One time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. But the teacher of religious law who had arrived, teachers from Jerusalem, said, He's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan? He asked. A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is, div is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. I tell you the truth. All sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemies the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a, a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying he possessed by an evil spirit. Wow. <clears throat> wow there's a lot there, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, the commentary on... Uh, uh, the new teach the commentary would well, I would say that because the Holy Spirit is in our imagination now, you know, and he speaks with love like a little child, we have to treat him with tenderness, which is he's in our imagination, he's in our system. If we treat him with vulgar and judging others or judging the own thoughts that are coming from the Holy Spirit. Uh, that would be blasphemous because it's the Godhead that's living inside of ours yeah. to help us think about Jesus. Yeah, and I think that we we talked about this not too long ago that blaspheming the Holy Spirit is not believing, right? That's mm. the blasphemy of it all. Yeah, the thoughts that the, he's bringing out. One of that you can say, how can I be compassionate to that person? I'm not going to have enough. You know, and the Holy, and you can tell that the Holy Spirit is is asking you to be compassionate. And how many times have we missed it in that area of giving to somebody what they need? Um, I think that's just missing the mark, though. But, yeah, but he's still prompting us. Yeah, if he, if he's always going to guide us and and. What's another thing the Holy Spirit does? Uh, don't buy this. Don't right. sign this right. this lease. But that I don't think that's 
blasphemy, you're still saved. Yes, yes. Because this says you'll never be forgiven. But if it is a start to not listening to the Holy Spirit, yeah, not we, being we should listen to the promptings. That's that's true. But we are forgiven when we miss the mark. Yes, kind yes, of yes. Yeah, we won't lose our salvation. Right. That's. Um, I mean, for for the Pharisees to say he must be Satan because he's casting out Satan or whatever. Uh, he, he, you know, that is bad. Well, you know, that's good. You just made me think about uh, mm-hmm. John 16, where he says the Holy Spirit comes. And convicts them of their righteousness that they don't believe in Jesus. Right. Also, they the do. other conviction is that a righteous person has made it to heaven Amen. without sin, and the world. And he was righteous, and uh, he made an opening. He made a way to go in. You know, I mean, in other words, the, the truth of, of Jesus is there. It's evident. He's probably talking about salvation right there. Yeah, we're taking a little right. far. Unbelief. You know, there is no God. You know, people are. Right, no, doing yeah, that right not, now in the world. Those people are not saved that he's talking yeah, about. Mm-hmm. They're doing that right now in the world. Oh, so they claim he, you know. he claimed that the, his his spirit was uh, his spirit was Satan's spirit, and Satan. You know, I don't understand that. And Satan's uh, was was to have the people contaminated. In other words, he said, if if I was in, in Satan, I would be putting demons in you the other way around. Right. I'll be, yeah, why? You know, how can I cast Satan out? I mean, yeah, if I'm, in, uh, if, I'm, if I'm, you know, part of Satan's kingdom, how do I cast him out? That doesn't make sense, and it doesn't. No, there's no power in it. It does not make but sense. when I come, a greater one binds him mm-hmm. and plunders his house. I like right, that. I like that part. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it just goes to show you that even in today's uh, churches, you know, people don't believe in this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, the, the speaking in tongues. The healing miracles, those things. I'm sure that's true, but you know, but there's a lot of us that do believe in that. Yeah, but I'm not saying all. I'm just saying that you know, they people say that people do the tongues is of the devil. You're just saying. I'm using a general example. (laughs) So you know, they say speaking in tongues is from the devil. And a lot of you know, it's not. (laughs) You know, read your Bible. (laughs) There's so much division. Yeah. So. Um, and, and that's true. A house divided, a kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. You know, we we have, you know, these, what we're seeing right now is, is a lot of uprising in the people, in the government right now, because of the government that, you know, I, I, the Lord has to... It hasn't changed in 2,000 years, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, baby, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Most asked questions. One of the core purposes of Mark's gospel is to help us, the readers, understand and accept the call to take up their cross and follow Jesus. This call is addressed not only to those who would be Jesus' apostles, but to all who desire to follow him, Mark 8.34. For some of the call to... Some, for some, the call to discipleship is very hard, but God provides grace, Mark 10, 24, 27. Others find it easy to respond to Jesus' call, Mark Amen. 2, 14, and 15. For everyone, following Jesus requires a total commitment to turn from selfish ways, Mark 8, 34, 35. Taking up one's cross is a metaphor for giving up one's life to follow Jesus even to death. 
And as illustrated by Jesus' crucifixion, for example, Peter, Andrew, James, and John left their homes and their sources of income to follow Jesus. For a rich man turning from his selfish ways requires selling all he had and giving the proceeds to the poor. Following Jesus also means being identified with him without being ashamed and being faithful to Jesus and his teachings, Mark 8:38. It requires removing anything that would interfere with following Jesus, regardless of how painful, painfully doing it might be, Mark 9, 43 to 48. It requires entrusting one's life entirely to Jesus, Mark 5, 34, and repenting of sin, Mark 6, 12. It even requires putting loyalty to Jesus above loyalty to one's father and mother. Matthew 10:37. Jesus explicitly commanded his disciples to proclaim his message. Matthew 28:18 and 20. Jesus and the apostles, through their teaching and examples, called Jesus' followers to proclaim the good news wherever they may be. See Mark 4:20, Romans 10:14 and 15, Colossians 1:23. Alongside Jesus' demands for discipleship are the rewards of following Jesus. Those who follow Jesus are promised entrance into the kingdom of God. They receive his forgiveness for their sins, and they become members of the family of God. They are saved from judgment and obtain eternal life, and the scripture says that we will be given a hundred times what we have left. Amen. Jesus, in his in, in his lifetime. in his compassion and his love, he said that. He said, "In this lifetime, if you have, uh, so, yeah, man. So you know, we we want our benefits and take from the, and and be strong. You see, you only can be saved once. We're already saved, so we go out and do the works of Jesus. Mm, you yeah. know, and we're and we're supplied. God helps those who yeah. help." others to be supplied. I had another thought. Go ahead and talk. Maybe I'll come back. Yeah. Um, where did I underline it? Yeah. Uh, it says here, when he took the apostles with him, he selected the apostles. It says uh, in 13, um, called them all by name. Yeah. He said they were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach. There you go. Giving them authority mm. to cast out demons. Amen. Okay, giving them the authority. We have that authority today. He's given it to us. We got to exercise it in times where the enemy wants to come in and devour our our people, our families, our our homes, and so forth. But um, it's one thing I found interesting is at the beginning. This is a large. Uh, crowd followed him okay they came from all over it was a, it was a panaceum whatever you call pandemonium. it almost like a genocide they were all coming down to get say trying to touch him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know we really got to read into these things yeah it says because the news about his miracles had spread far and wide listen mm-hmm. there's no cnn on these in these times Word of mouth. there's no fox cnn you know and um it says, and white, and vast numbers of people came to see him. And this is a celebrity. You know, not what we see today, but this is a vast, large crowd coming to, to see him. But I, like, I hadn't read this before. It says, Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. 
Well, not yeah. That was they, a huge he crowd. was in the middle of the crowd, and they're right. yeah, crush him. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were all pushing him against him, trying to get to him. Right. Like a panic, like right. panic game. He had healed many people that day. Healed many that day, not one or two. Many. Okay. So all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to For touch the him. Yeah, and I think what we're we're about we to see. We would have done the same, huh? Yeah, I think we're about to see. Like, um, I was going to get to Mark chapter 5 with the woman of the issue of blood that pushes her way through, you know, to, to okay, get her that's, healing. That's yeah. But, um, you know, these people knew his power. It's amazing to me. And then, it, and this is interesting. He didn't have to, you know, the evil spirit just bowed down to him. Because it says here, uh, and whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking. The spirits. That'd be would, like you and I going. The spirits would. The spirits yeah. had control over them. Yeah, you know, maybe we're going to see some more of that in our day. You know, mm-hmm. with the we signs see. and wonders of God and um, the anointing that it's going to break yokes of people who are possessed by evil spirits. But it's it says you are. They recognize him. You're the Son of God. But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Wow. That's interesting. Let me see that in Mark in the Good News translation, which is a little simple. That's why I like it. It's so awesome. We love the Word of God. Amen. I forgot what I'm looking for. Mm. Well, it's interesting too. As you, <laughs> you know, after it says, one time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. And that's what you were reading earlier about. Sometimes family will, you know, their faith isn't on the same level of your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll, they'll say that we're a little bit out there. Thank God we're a little bit out there. Amen. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, let me go ahead and read the Psalms. I have, I have it in Spanish. And Psalms 37, 111. Psalm 37, calm your anxious heart. Let this psalm command shape. Command, shape your moments of prayer today. Amen. 1 through 11. Don't worry about the wicked. Don't envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Thrust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take the light in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice of your cause will shine like noonday sun. 
Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about the wicked schemes, their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who thrust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. Amen. Amen. Psalms 10, 3 and 4. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but it refuses to satisfy the cravings of the wicked. Wow. Proverbs, Proverbs 10. 10, 3, and 4. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. You know, it's amazing. He doesn't even let us go. It says he's going to... He, then he tells us we got to work. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He gives us a promise and then a condition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the, be the beauty is, is that we can believe this scripture now. And the more we believe this, the less... Because right here it goes, the, uh, the wicked will never be satisfied. Mm -hmm. They will always be craving. That's their curse. Mm. Okay? They will always mm. want, you know, you find people that they're always yeah. craving. They're not. They're never content. Right. Never satisfied. Okay? So he, and he goes over again in his thought process. Don't worry. Start with the wicked. And then he gives us all the benefits. Then again, don't worry about the wicked. They'll be like, you know. And then he tells us again, stop being angry. Uh, the, and then he says, for the wicked will be destroyed, soon the wicked mm -hmm. will disappear, the lowly will possess, and he keeps telling us that we're going to possess yeah. the land and prosper and be in peace. Yeah, you know that's... Possess the land, prosper and be in peace. Mm -hmm. Probably in the millennium when Jesus comes back, we're going to have it, but we can have it here now today too. We can claim it. And tell me, how, how you get your desires, your heart's desires... We delight in the Lord by mm. praising and worship Him. Amen. And he will, he will give you in turn our heart's desires. So our job is to put, through hard work, desires are birth. Through hard work. Mm. You know, it is. It, uh, you know, to stay in the Word, to, do, to pray, to declare, to That's stand work. on the Word, is, is keep your belief in order, you know. Listen to the word to increase your 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 faith. Um, takes time, and what happens today in, in this day and age? You know, your mom, your dad, you're going to work. Your kids are going to school. They're involved in soccer. You know, somebody gets sick. All these distractions. You know, we gotta we gotta put the Lord first. We gotta delight in Him and His capabilities, so that that day will go a lot smoother. The grace for today is supplied to go forward with ease. And, um, you know, what happens is, and I found that when I put the Lord first, my day is more efficient. You know, I get the things done I want to get done. You know, I don't have stress running around. Um, I got some joy happening. Um, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it, it takes time. And, and if people see that time, it's like, you know, you can you can declare on the way to work. You can pray on the way to work. We you do. Know? Amen. You can you can pray by the dish when you're doing dishes. 
you know, but, you know, we got to guard our heart, that the enemy and the thoughts don't come in making you discouraged in despair, that you, you have so much to do, you know. There's always going to be so much to do. That's what I learned in my life anyway, especially at work. There was always something, some project, some problem to solve. You know, some employee that needed to be coached. You know, some customer that was pulling on you. Your manager. Everybody begins to pull on you. And I have to admit, I don't miss that in the workplace anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. In Psalms 37, verse 7, um, it says to wait on the Lord for him to act. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. That's about the hardest thing because other places it says be brave mm -hmm. and wait. How can you be brave and wait? <laughs> be brave and wait. But here in the Spanish it says, Repose in the Lord. Take a repose. Rest. Rest. You know, Rest. Re, you know reposition yourself. Mm -hmm. Repose or get, or get a refresh. And it says, And wait with patience for Him to manifest. Mm. Okay. Wait for Him, for Him to mm -hmm. manifest. Mm -hmm. You know, manifest is like, Wait for the miracle to happen, uh huh? Mm -hmm. If you're re reposing in the Lord, you're being thankful, you're being grateful. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you're at peace. You're at peace. You're at peace, you're not trying to do it on your own strength. So if we're waiting for Him to manifest, then there's another current, another power that, that uh, we benefit from, and the power is a manifestation. It says we have to, we, we, got, we got to manifest the Lord in these situations. Amen. You know, and that's it only comes through what? Reposing in the Lord or, or resting, being still Amen. in the presence. It says right here the presence of the Lord. So we have to claim his presence, bring him down with with pace and worship. It it would behoove us right now for us to wait patiently for him with all these words that we have said, just to to, to soak in the Lord in his presence. Yeah, it's, it's, for strength, for ideas. Be ready with pen and pencil to write these things down. And you know, when it really, it's it's like when you when you know the grace of God and you know it's not your own self-efforts or your works. You know the the one part He does tell tell us in the Word is to labor to get into the rest of the Lord. So we have to make that a um, you know when a problem comes, oh, time to rest. You know, trying to rest in the well, presence. That's a great of the, idea. Time to rest in the presence of the Lord. You know, don't let that situation scoop you up and 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 take over your day. Um, this is something I'm learning. You know, um, and I like what I've heard before. It says rest so that He can manifest. You know, which is what the Word is saying here. You know, but it's interesting how throughout the Bible in the Psalms and the Proverbs it speaks of the wicked. And um, it speaks to the fact that they're going to get their time. Don't worry about it, you know, because a lot of us can tend to look at, hey, look at that person. They don't go to church. They don't do this. They don't do that. They cut, They are doing all the things that the wicked people do. And living a life that's, you know, not pleasing to the Lord, um, even believing there is no God, that they, they believe those kind of things. But you see that taking place and they're getting... The, the blessing, you know, um, over them. Not not the blessing over them, but they're just prospering. Prospering. And and what we can say to that is, look, 
The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. <laughs> they can be heaping. The Bible says they can heap all this wealth, but it's not going to be theirs. It's going to be come into the hands of the righteousness for the kingdom of God, for the for the glory of God, to see that we are a blessed people. And I think in Isaiah it says so that they can see the glory of the Lord on us. But for the advancement of the kingdom, to bring as many people as we can in. Amen. So we believe there's a great God. Amen. And, and the promise is that we will live peaceful. Okay, that's that's one of the promises. And once we get peace, then then instructions and and and, and enthusiasm to work will come in the right things, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, our our faith and our and our souls will be revived. Not only with that, but with instructions and and uh, a proper mannerism and how to how to go at it at our work so we can produce. Amen. Amen. So, you know, just keep on do, uh, doing what we're doing. You know, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Amen to that. Praise God. Thank you, Heavenly yeah. Father God, for today's teaching. We rejoice. And thank you, Lord, that we're back with your your word and your reading. Amen. We follow the dictates of the Holy Spirit, and we wait upon you to act, Lord, to act on our behalf, to manifest yourself, Lord. We thank you for our desires, Lord, and the joys of our hearts, Lord. Amen. And we just, we don't fret and people out there prospering, Lord God. Amen. We just relax in the Lord. And we Amen. thank you for these promises, Lord. We rejoice in your word. In the promise, yeah. in your coming, in your mercy, Lord, Amen. that you have for us, in Jesus' name. Amen. The, Amen. Lord, the Lord wants to increase us more and more, us and our children. That's what we, we can believe. Amen. You know, it is going to come. It's, we are going to increase. Amen. We are increasing. Because the word God says so. Every year we're better and better. Amen. Amen. We're increasing in our ministry. Every day. In every way, we're, we're more youthful. Our souls are, are prospering. Even in our health is prospering. Amen. That's our request. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.